That big trust shit is out the window. Yeah. You can't say nothing about no big trust right now. You're running from the smoke from your divisional rival. I don't feel like they're running from it. I feel like it was because they said something like the strength condition coach or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Had it, and he hit the symptoms. And so, you know, somebody who's actually with a lot of the players. Basically everybody. (laughs) Yeah. It's just how it spread. My biggest fear was uh, Mark Andrews. Like, how is it going to turn out for him? Because he's type 1 diabetic. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they just announced that he had it. And I was praying that he wouldn't have it just because that could do some serious damage. But I'm going to keep it a buck. That strength and conditioning coach needs to lose his job. They said he was disciplined, but if, no, he gotta if lose his job. all if these you, people are getting affected. If you, if you knew you had it, you hit symptoms, and a person on your team is a type 1 diabetic, and you still made no effort to not be around them. Yeah, you got to lose your job. You might as well have hid a concussion from the star player. Well, that won't lose the job, but no, he should absolutely be looking for future employment. Yeah, but this just goes back to what you were saying. And they were trying to do the next man up thing, but every day that they didn't have no ne- And that's. And it's, this just goes back to what I was saying before. If you got to do all this, why? And my biggest question, we're recording right now, right? Yeah. My biggest question is, how come the, um, fuck, what's the name? Oh, the, uh, the Broncos weren't afforded this. Because as of last Thursday, it was only a couple players. You know why. So a couple players were sick, and y'all were like, no, we're going to push this back. How come the Broncos, which was a more drastic thing, more dire situation, weren't afforded the same luxury that the Ravens were? You know why. Tell me why. You know why. Tell me why. I want you to say it. Think about who the league MVP was last year. Think about, see, if this game was a blowout a few weeks ago with Lamar Jackson playing, I think it wouldn't have have mattered. See, and that's all well and good, but as of Thursday, he hadn't hadn't tested positive yet. He didn't test positive like Friday or Saturday. So as of Thanksgiving, he's still playing. Yes, but that's when they had they had already moved it, and that was because there were still more positives out that weren't announced yet. So okay, cool. You moved that one. You know, Saturday more Saturday morning, when you tell the Broncos that their quarterbacks are all disqualified from the game, why not move it back then? Well, nobody cares about the Broncos. So the, the Broncos, I, I understand so, what you're saying, but NBC and I'm pretty sure the NBC and the NFL worked out something to where they can get these ratings. Now, it sucks that it's moved to tomorrow because, and it's going to be at like 3:40 in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah. Like nobody's going to watch it because NBC then was like, "No, you're we are we're doing like the Christmas tree." Yeah, yeah. Which, if that's the case, okay, cool. Why not just either postpone the game to a week where, like, you have better availability, or just 
See, and now the Ravens, they've pushed so many games out of their spots. This had a huge ripple effect when it really didn't have to. If you would have just played the game with the backups initially in the first place, mm-hmm. this isn't a problem. But here you have, you've now affected like three or four games when it didn't have to be that. But the Broncos lose all of their QBs, every one of them. And they're like, no, 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 you better run somebody out there tomorrow. And I also think it it goes down to the teams, too. I think the teams have to agree to it as well. So I don't know if I don't think the teams have to agree to uh, league discipline. I don't, I don't know about that. I just I, I I'm just talking about the times. I, I'm, the way it looked, it looked like both organizations agreed to push the time slots back or the the games back. Well, yeah, yeah, for that, yes. But I'm saying, but but for the discipline part, was that not presented to the two to the the Saints? And I'm sure the Saints would have been like, oh yeah, we could lose, we could use more practice time. They were without their starting QB too. Remember. But yeah. you you want to put a product out there when this whole thing is for, supposed to be for the better for the good of the shield. We're not trying to put a product out there that's not good. But you subjected people in some some network somewhere to watch that. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what's going on. I'll be one of the first people to admit that I don't know what's going on with this. Um, and Ravens fans got to stop acting like they're not getting the benefit of shit. You are. You absolutely are. To what degree? Because we're playing with third stringers tomorrow. Like every day they keep every day that has passed, we have been missing like three or four players. Well, you're gonna, starting and second. You'll second still be string. getting back a couple players you didn't have before. No, not Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams was cleared, and now he can't go because of an ankle injury. Because I think you're still, I think you're getting back one of those a, running backs and a few of the quarter. We're getting both J.K. Dobbins and um, Mark Ingram back, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, no, you're still going to lose. I it think you were going to really lose. I think you were going to lose with your your whole lineup, no matter what. I actually thought we were going to win with our whole lineup. <clears throat> no, I, I didn't think you were going to win on Thanksgiving because we didn't have our whole lineup playing against them the first time, and we damn near beat them. And that was with four turnovers. No, I didn't think I didn't think you were gonna beat them on Thanksgiving. I thought you were gonna lose on Thanksgiving. I actually thought we were gonna get that one. It was gonna be close, but I thought we was gonna get that one. And now that literally the almost the entire team is gone. And we're missing coaches. There's coaches that won't be able to fly. Because if there's like a snowstorm going on up there or something like that now. Yeah, now, yeah, now everything's getting worse condition wise. So like So that tom- you- tomorrow you're gonna kick off the ball and now <laughs> it's gonna be bedlam. Like, they should have just played the game on Thursday. Bring out who you needed. Get this week out the way. Because if you look at the rest of the Ravens' schedule, they're all winnable games. Yeah. To where they can make a push for the playoffs. And now it's just a push of what seeding do you want? Well, y'all definitely don't want the seventh seed. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to hold on to that number one spot. I still don't think you want the seventh seed. I don't think you want to play either either of those teams in the playoffs. Why not? Because you haven't proven to me you could beat either of those teams. Kansas City, no. Pittsburgh, yes. 
Because I, I, you have improved. Nothing has shown me yet that y'all can legitimately beat them in the playoffs right now. I believe so. I believe we can. The teams we've lost to the past few weeks, we haven't had a full our full team. We haven't had our full team out there on the field. Like like I said, the Pittsburgh game, we were missing key defensive players in that game, and we still almost won that game with Lamar Jackson like having four turnovers. Lamar played the worst game he could ever play in his career, and we still almost won that game with half a decimated team. See, I think that's the I think that's fool's gold. I think that's one of those situations where you're like, oh yeah, we're right there, but you'll still lose the next time. But I can see what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. But I still don't think that. And I don't think Pittsburgh is as good as their record is. Oh, no, I don't either. I think they've been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. This is a team that almost lost to the Dallas Cowboys. The Titans, if the Titans kicker had done what he had did against us, against that would have been a loss. Like, there's like three or four losses that Pittsburgh definitely should have had that they squeaked by. But I'm also of the thinking that I think the more games they win without losing, the sooner they're going to leave the playoffs. I believe that. And if they go undefeated, uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to matter for the first round because you're going to lose. You'll lose that divisional game. Teams that go undefeated <coughs> don't win anything. And if they ever play Kansas City, that's a wrap. Oh no, Patrick Mahomes going boogie on them. He's going for four hundred. We don't. We Easy. we watch the league talk about everybody as the MVP except for the man who's actually the MVP. I don't know. This is this is around the time of the year. This is around the time of the season where the true MVP starts showing out. That man, but he's been the MVP all year. He's been the MVP all year. But everybody, you know, everybody doesn't want to just jump on that. They no, want to try to find. You have to because their dark horse. That uh, way, they can say, "Hey, y'all know you said Patrick Mahomes, but no, he's, look at look at what we got. Uh, he's the same old boy in Buffalo. He's uh oh, Josh Allen. Yeah, you, Josh no, Allen was really no that that nigga Patrick Mahomes has been the most most valuable player. All since week one, y'all. So, they've said all these names of all these people, and that's all well and good. None of them are as good as Patrick Mahomes right now. All right, I'm glad we got that off our chest. I want to first of all, before we get this thing off and and, and running, uh, I just want to say Minneapolis became my number one city again. Welcome back. Last week. Welcome back. Which is great because remember when I did that whole little Minneapolis mix back when they were number one and we didn't know? Yeah. I forgot an artist. And since it's December 1st, meaning it's Christmas time, uh, I can knock out two birds with one shotgun. That, that seems a little bit off from the actual saying, but continue to cook. You know, you got to take, take everything down. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and just let this rock because it's Christmas time. Yeah, my uncle got on me about that when I did the uh, Minneapolis mix, and I forgot Alexander O'Neill. Your family is relentless. Spratlins don't play. They not letting you have. Boy, you nigga. They keep me humble. 
No matter how much success I get, they will let me know, boy, you ain't there yet. God bless them. God bless them all. You play one wrong artist and you miss one thing, boy. They're on your neck. Ready. Then again, it's like, you know, this is going to be your dream. You better do it right. <laughs> I don't even know if people are going to be like, hey, you missed this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> your family. <laughs> and maybe people in Minneapolis. Uh, they ain't saying shit. They keep tuning in. Shout out to them. <laughs> I ain't said nobody send me messages on the Instagram. From Minneapolis, at least. Oh, boy. Welcome to This Ain't a Podcast featuring Spread. D. And we got a lot to talk about. We weren't here for like a good seven days, so. Yeah. Shout out to Anna for being on the show last week. She did a good job. I always uh, always enjoy conversations with Anastasia. She's the best. Shout out to her. And a uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to all of you people. Yeah, how did your Thanksgiving go, man? It was pretty good, man. My ankle was all fucked up all week, so I've been uh I was on the I was off my feet for most of last week. Uh but I I, I, I summoned the strength <laughs> to go to my parents and have Thanksgiving uh Thanksgiving dinner over there. And we had a we had a good little time. How about yours? Uh all right. Went to a friend's house while they were cooking and had some food over there. Then we ran over to my mom's house and we started eating and we watched the, what was that sorry ass game that was on? The Cowboys and the Redskins or the Washington team. I keep doing that. The football team? Yeah. America's team versus the football team? Yeah. And that, that game was sorry. But what they, they beat the brakes off of the Cowboys. Yeah. Are the Giants number one in y'all division right now? Yep. Golly. <laughs> By hook or crook, we're number one. <laughs> but uh, did that, and then, like, right around the time it started getting dark, I started getting sleepy. Like, it just kicked in. You know, um, my mom decided to change up the tradition mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. So instead of making turkey, she gets these, like, turkey breast chops that are like pork chops. Mm-hmm. And she, like, deep fries them. You good? Oh, man. Hey, speak. You know, Dom deep fried the turkey in a, like a deep air fryer kind of thing. Yeah. Man, when I tell you that shit was juicy, that shit was so good, bro. I ain't never had turkey. Like, like niggas talking about how their turkeys are so dry and shit. I, I can't relate. That turkey was amazing. <laughs> that shit was so good. And, oh, shout out to Devin and Amber, too. Went over to their house and uh, they had a couple people over and uh. They had some good food over there too. I was already, I had taken two painkillers, so I was kind of, I was a little tired. I was feeling it, <laughs> I was a little tired. Ran into Bull later on that night. Oh man, yeah. And uh, he looked like a man who was ready to lay down himself. Yeah, man. I, that shit, boy. Man, do you have any Thanksgiving traditions that you do? I know usually the night before is when I, like, make the rounds and, like, meet up with folks that are back in town. Okay. 
Usually that Wednesday night is when I meet up with like high school friends or college friends that probably moved away and are back in town to visit family. And we sort of meet up and we kick it and we drink and we just talk shit or whatever. Then Thursday usually be nothing till about three or four because that's when all the food is done. Um, and usually by then I'm like texting, I'm calling people like, Hey, I'm mapping my route of whose house I'm going to, um, things of that nature. But it's not really like food wise. It's not really like a tradition thing. Well, like not even, not even food wise. Like I know me, like every year I have to watch home for the holidays and the, the Thanksgiving episode of season two of master of none every year. Okay, so I see what you're saying, like to get yourself in the mood for that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I, I understand now. So I would watch um, the Slap Bet episode of Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, we I did make Charlotte sit here and watch with me, and we went through a bunch of different sitcoms, and we watched all uh, the Thanksgiving episodes. Mother, yeah, with the gentleman and shit. That, yeah. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite episode they ever did. Um, I would watch that, and then I would always watch, and I, I meant to bring this up on Monday or last week, but I forgot. Is Soul Food a Thanksgiving movie? Um, it's been so long since I actually watched Soul Food. I don't even remember. I know they had Thanksgiving dinner at one point in the movie. That was like the climax of the movie. Not like the end, right? Yeah. They all they all got together. Had was that Thanksgiving or was that just a Sunday dinner? It was a Sunday dinner around Thanksgiving time, which is see because I can never remember that. I can never remember if they're but just you, having a bunch of Sunday dinners or if there was an actual Thanksgiving. But I always have to watch that movie like either the Tuesday or the Wednesday afternoon before Thanksgiving to like get myself in the mood. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't, I haven't watched Soul Food for the better part of like twenty years, maybe. Cause the family fucked my husband. Oh man, Boy. that's my favorite scene. Big Mama, your arm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's not supposed to be funny, but it cracks me up every time. Big Boy. Mama, your arm. That, yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that movie in years, boy. But I just Damn. I just wanted to know, like I I didn't know if I was the only person that thought that way because I always thought that it was a Thanksgiving movie, and then I mean, to you, if it is to you, it is. Fuck it. <laughs> but we don't. There's not that many Thanksgiving movies. Exactly, out there. and you know, there's there's only one like technically Thanksgiving kind of episode of Seinfeld. That's it. That's all. There's only one episode where Thanksgiving is even mentioned. Or if they do Thanksgiving, it's like around Christmas. Like if they do a Christmas movie, they'll like throw Thanksgiving in. And it's like, hey, you know. Yeah, because you know, a, a lot of shows, they skip Thanksgiving some years. Like How I Met Your Mother, because I just went through every Thanksgiving. There were some seasons they just didn't do it. Halloween and then, you know, Thanksgiving, hey, we're going to eat some. And Halloween's the baby brother. Thanksgiving's the middle brother. And then Christmas is the older brother. And then New Year's is like that cousin that came around that yes. you fucked with. You're the wild cousin that your yeah. parents be like, hey, um, don't don't let Chauncey get you in trouble. And no, I did not have a cousin named Chauncey, but it felt like a black name I could use right now. Cause I've actually I've met one white Chauncey. Holy shit. That's like meeting a white Leon. And he was like seven four. I met him randomly at fucking Lunacy. And he raps. He's a ginger. God damn, it's like a Dog. I'm t- dog. <laughs> Cryptid. It was it was like I fucking found the rainbow. 
like the, the the pot of gold at the end of it. Like you should have played some numbers after that. You probably would have hit the lotto. Damn, I should have. Yeah, his his rap name is Chauncey the Giant. I thought like we got <laughs> like we exchanged Instagrams, <laughs> and I was like, yo, I I don't I don't know if he can rap or not because I've never listened, but yeah, he, he's he, he that's, it was a that was a big because because. I was at Lunacy. You know how Lunacy is, the upper yeah, deck. Yeah. I was up there and I seen that. I said, hey, I said, God damn, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm used to being usually like one of the biggest people out here, but you made me look smart. He was like, yeah, man. I was like, hey, nigga, relax. <laughs> Yo, calm down. But then I, like, I looked at him. I was like, Yo, this thing is like, he, this thing is black adjacent. Like, he was definitely the white homie that was friends with all, all black people. But never left that. Like they, he never left the mentality of these are all my all my niggas. But I never heard him say nigga. I've never heard him say nigga on social media because he's, he's he nigga. knows he knows exactly. Better. But he, I was like, man, these niggas got them a real one. <laughs> that, that nigga be spit. He play ball. I was like, all right. I think. God bless you, Chauncey. I uh, try to attempt to watch that Iron Bowl on Saturday. It just, it just. Hey, man. It is what it is. Hey, man, if you want to go down to Auburn to play quarterback, I greatly appreciate you, it. You can't blame me for that one. <laughs> you, that wasn't all me. My man Bo Nix was throwing off of his back ankle I think, and jumping. Now, if y'all were lost by like a field goal or something, then I'll be like, you know what? It's my fault. I'm sorry. But, hey, no, you can't. I can't. I'm not taking an L for that one. <laughs> that, y'all were fucked no matter what. I don't know who number six was. But there's no way he could, like, I was like, there's no way he's that fucking open. And he was just scoring. They, they were killing y'all, dog. At one point, I was like, oh, they just running it up now. And that was in, like, the second quarter. Well, you know why they ran it up. Because Bo Nix was talking shit. He was talking shit yes, about the quarterback. They, yes, and I was he like, dog, what are you game? doing? I was like, Bo Nix, you're the last person in SEC to talk about game management. <laughs> the last. If you were a game manager, you'd be, that'd be better for you. <laughs> But you know what? I watched that and I was like, you know who Bo Nix reminds me of? That's right. The quarterback of the New York football giants. Danny Dimes. But for like the past month, Danny has <laughs> Danny Dimes has been Danny Jones has been playing a lot better. But he's still my Bo Nix, I watched that shit and I was like, like was This is exactly how I looked. This is exactly how I fucking would have reacted watching Daniel Jones because it was the same kind of stupid shit. He was he was doing the dumbest. Like one, okay, our our number one receiver is being held, but we were in Alabama. I already knew how that was going to go. Okay, dog, you don't throw off your back ankle sideways into a at one point quadruple covered. Right receiver. Yeah, I saw. I was like, "Hey, bro, what did you think you were doing there?" And then when you throw the pick, you look at the bench like, "Why did y'all make me throw that?" Like, no fool, you could have threw somewhere else. No, I'll tell you that about not Daniel Jones. He looked like what Carson Wentz looked like last night. Boy, Carson Wentz looked bewildered last night, didn't he? I said he needed to fake an injury. <laughs> he just needed to take a nap. He was just doing shit, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like that last pick he threw. I was like, hey, bro, who's going to catch that? 
Like I'm watching him throw. I'm watching him overthrow every receiver possible. You see, they cut their safety. They didn't cut nobody on the offense. They cut their safety. Yo, who was actually producing this year? Darius Slay was getting demolished out there. Demol- like they put up the graphic that showed Metcalf's uh, numbers, like stats for the night, and I thought it was for the season. Like I thought it was for the last couple of games or something. I was like, when did this nigga catch ten passes for one hundred and seventy-seven yards? I'm still mad we 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 passed on DK because if we had DK, we would have been oh man, dog. That nigga is ridiculous. He's definitely a power forward. That nigga, I, that man is not built to be a receiver. That man is built to be whatever the fuck he wants to be. He just out there playing for. He doesn't even care. He just out there to make the play. They showed a play. I was on Twitter and a nigga tried to tackle him and just hit him and dropped. I was like, man, y'all are grown men. DK is <laughs> one of those guys you don't really like tell him what the play is. You just say, hey, go get open, and he'll all right. And he was clearly meant. He was clearly going to be an NFL talent because in Ole Miss he was all right, but he wasn't this good in Ole Miss. Well, that's you got to blame the quarterbacks. On yes, that yes. But yeah, it's one of those where hey, DK run a want to go route. I don't know what it is, but I'll just get open. All right, <laughs> he's not man. Just throw the ball. Oh, <laughs> just shit. throw the ball up. Oh shit, that boy is impressive. He man. gonna do some things. He going to it, it, it. This is one of those players that are really good, but you're afraid that Andrews is gonna cut that career short because the God, way he's God, playing. I hope not. The way he's playing, he's like so aggressive. He's he's sneaky fast. Like he looks slow when he's running. Like how can you be that big and that fast? But that but that brother be booking. Yeah, yeah. When he chased down Buda Baker, I knew he was different. I was like, oh, hey yo. And that still looked like the slowest chase down I ever saw in my life. But he probably was putting in work. I know Buda Baker was probably scared of shit. Like yo, this nigga's still running. And Buda Baker trying to hit his top speed, and it's just not the same. <laughs> Okay, bro, your safety speed and my wide receiver speed are different. Different. But I, I hope he does well in his career. I hope he get a ring. I hope he get a ring. Yeah, he's got to get a ring. He's he's our second chance of Megatron. Yeah. And I hope and he... Did you, did you see with the coach... Uh, and you know what? You know, Schwartz. And you know what's yeah. funny? He was complimenting him. No, no. When no. he said when he said that you're not you're not Megatron yet, that was after the game was over. No, 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 no. You got to take that. You got to go with that. What do you mean I ain't him? I want to be better than him. You nobody's gonna say he's better than him right now. Well, not now. So what does he expect? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know how these youngins are. They want to be the greatest. You're not the greatest in your second year. Megatron wasn't the greatest. None of the greatest were the greatest in their second years. None of them. Maybe Patrick. (laughs) Maybe Patrick. Patrick was great every year. But Mahomes is different. Black Jesus. Mahomes is... Mahomes was... Black Jesus. He's a miracle worker. He's done something... He does things I've never seen every week. Every fucking... Like, every time you think he done... He ain't gonna do something. He ain't gonna do nothing spectacular, man. This is the Raiders. You see, what be like, Tyreek, what? What? you see what Tyreek Hill did to that that good defense? <laughs> Dog, that don't make no sense. That whole Kansas City offense is a cheat code. And we thought they do what we think 
Tom Brady's going to do every time he gets another top flight receiver. Like Tom Brady should be Tom Brady should be ashamed of himself that he's not putting up the same kind of numbers with the receivers that he has. I mean, this is incredible, man. He should be ashamed of himself. Kansas City, with man. Y'all Mike, Michael Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Jones, not to mention the cornerbacks. Not cornerbacks, the tight ends. I don't think Mike going to stay there long. Oh, no. he's he As gonna, soon as he can, he's out. He's going to try to get on one of these teams that are contenders. And I think he wants to get to, I think he's going to want to get to a big market team. He's either going to go to a big market team that's going to make him a lot of money, or he's going to go to a team that he knows can win the Super Bowl right now. He's either going to go for a ring or he's going to go for some for some for some commas. And he he's could, not staying in Tampa Bay. There, there are teams where he could get both. He's not staying. I think the only reason why he's with Tampa Bay now is because of Tom Brady. Like just the aspect of playing with him, and maybe they might get. But I, I've said this back then when he came there. I was like, "There's no way you're going to get forty-something year old Tom Brady to take y'all to a Super Bowl. That's not going to work. Y'all only have one target. And it's Mike Evans. He's, well, no, because Godwin was good too. Yeah. Godwin was just up there with Mike Evans last year. And then you got uh then uh, they had all the, the all they had a bunch of uh, tight ends. You got Gronkowski who's a shell of himself and he's I don't showing think, you that he's a shell of himself. This is a this is a ring grab here for him. I don't think he should be there. No. Cuz Cameron Bray is better. And he's a hell of a TV personality. And then the other person really the other they got another tight another young tight end that's better. Like you, you basically thought that with those pieces that that would be enough. That's not enough. Your defense is still ass, and they weren't. That's the thing. Okay, look at agree to disagree. Well, look at their stats. They the def, the defense was good last year. I'm talking about this year. Yes, but you're talking about going into the year. You can only go when you're going into the year. You can only go off of last year. Nah. So what else are you going in? Nah. <laughs> what are you going off of? That 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 defense, it, it, there's no way. There's the teams they played last year and the teams they're playing this year are totally different. And the only thing that really like they were the reason why they were in some of them games. Granted, Jameis Winston would always like throw the game away, like when you didn't need him to. That defense was suspect last year, and it's showing up this year. That's why I'm saying no. And now they brought in Antonio Brown. And I'm like, what's the purpose of bringing him? He hasn't played in, like, almost a year and some change, I think. Like, they brought him in, and when do y'all think he's going to produce? This is what I thought about when uh, we brought in, what's his name? They were they were seventh in defense last year. Oh, no, excuse me, that's, that's this year. Keep going. Hold on, I'm going, I'm going to find last year. Last year they were fifteenth, so it's better this year than it was last year. Look at who they played. Look at the caliber of teams that they played. You can only play who you play. It doesn't matter if you look at the caliber of team. They got exposed like twice this year because of that. They had to play that Green Bay this year. They don't have to. They don't have to play Green Bay last year. Their team is getting that defense got it really got exposed this week, to where now it's like, oh word, they're gonna just. They're trying to be what the Ravens were last year. Well, yeah, they definitely got exposed everybody. this week, but I don't think there's any defense in the National Football League that won't be exposed by that team that they got exposed by. Yeah, but they tried the same defensive game plan that we played against them, and it worked, or it was just bad, where they just blitzed everybody, praying to God that somebody would get Patrick, 
and it didn't work. He was just giving the ball to Tariq Hill every Which, time. At this point, I don't know if any defense have any other anything else for them, but that. And it's not like you can send a second. Like you can't put a spy on. You Pat. can't play. You can't play man because their receivers are going to burn you. Like there's nothing. You can't you really put a spy because he's going to burn you. I mean, the only thing you can you, wish for is play prevent. You and, can't play zone because he's going to find every hole in your zone, and they're going to burn you. There's no defense that's set to to win against this team. Your prayer is is injury, which is something that you shouldn't pray for. But your prayer is injury yes. to like have and, the offense, or they just have a bad game. The only team that's going to beat them, the way they're compiled and the way they play now, is themselves. No, I think the Raiders have found a game plan because they had that one win against them, and they almost closed See, it out. A few and, then, and then there, you're in a shootout. Which you can't do because... You're going to lose a shootout. Especially if they're the last team with the ball. They are going to win the game. I don't know. Like, I remember when I... I mean, I have to pick my boys. I, I have to ride with my boys. But the way this season is going, Kansas City going to be the Golden State of the NFL. They could be. I mean, I don't see, like, like barring injury or, like, substance. Um, and it's got to be a real big injury. Because, remember, Mahomes was injured last year. <laughs> remember, the boy's kneecap was all fucked up. And then he came and he, back after two weeks It was like, nah, I'm good. And they didn't even blink an eye. They were like, yeah, you know, we're going to lose a few games. But we got it. And then came back and ran to the Super Bowl. And was giving teams head starts in the, all through the playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'll never forget what they did to the Texans. They gave those niggas a, a, a 19-0 lead as we're play, like, like we're playing 21. And then came about, came back and won twenty one and nineteen. It really was about to be about that action too. And they had no idea. They got smoked, boy. I ain't never seen that happen in my not like that in my life. That was just one of those like, okay, guys, are we actually ready to play? And they were like, yeah. And then they went out there and then knocked the dust off of them. I've never seen that before in my life. Not in football. Golden State would do that to people to teams where they would be like, okay, well, let's just flip the switch. And then it would just start raining threes like comets. And you'd be like, yo, what? we were just up by 20. And now we're down by 15. What just happened? Your 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 coach trying to call a timeout. And Seth is throwing threes from every part of this. Clayton hit 15 threes in a row. Draymond got your star player three techs. Like, how did this happen? We thought we had this <laughs> under control. Nope, you thought. They coaches are sitting on the sideline, sipping a latte, not calling no plays. KD done dunked on seven of your people. What else are we going to do? <laughs> now we're just going to start taking people's ACLs out. Hey, man. Um, speaking of things that we didn't think or, or things that we just didn't see coming, um, did you have a chance to watch any of the great boxing that happened on Saturday. So I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, I'm not watching this. It's going to be stupid. I don't want to watch it. And then I was like, you know what? Because we got the podcast coming up. He's going to want to talk about this. And I want to be able to talk somewhat intelligently about what happened. So I turned it on because I remember you sent me those links for all uh, for AEW. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, so I just pulled it. I was like, let me just pull this up real quick. So I watched, I watched from the, I watched the last two fights. Well, actually, I watched the fight before that, some of it. Okay, so you started right that was on, started. That was on Facebook. Somebody had that streaming on Facebook until that got shut down. Um, so I watched the important part. And I have so many, I have so many things to say. Okay, so can I go ahead and uh, pull up the Nate Robinson, uh, Jake Paul bit? Yeah, go ahead. Because I want y'all to listen to who really won. Okay? I want y'all to listen. Uh, hold on, here it is right here. He's trying to get to the ring. Oh, 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 so that's one okay here's the second part let me tell y'all something oh my god if i'm losing a fight and snoop dogg is anywhere around me just kill me <laughs> let me die he made that knockout so much worse dog did you see the video where they hit when logan paul hit him and the rings came out dog <sighs> Okay, so real quick, did anybody think Nate Robinson was going to win that fight? No. Okay. Everybody keeps saying it was an upset. I was like, no, it wasn't. He he <laughs> was trying to, as soon as the bell rang, he was trying to do all the hood shit. He was doing the hood. That's why I was talking about. He thinks he's in the hood. He was trying to do all the hood stances, and he just was not blocking anything. Nothing. Jake was just teeing off. And he knew exactly where to hit him. He knew to hit him in the ear so that that would discombobulate him and he wouldn't be able to move. After that first punch where he like went down, he was like, oh, hit me in the back of the head. No, no I, thought, sir. I thought that was over. That was your ear. I thought it was over there. He could barely stand. He was still trying to do the hood stuff, just like running up on him, just giving him the punches. I thought that was it. I said, man, Nate is done after that. Like he wasn't blocking a damn punch. No, dog, he didn't know how to block anything. See, he... He thought he'd come in there with the hood stuff and he was going to win because he's black and, and Logan Paul is white from the suburbs. No, 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 no. For one, I didn't know he was from Cleveland. I didn't either. I, I really thought he was from California the whole way through. People from Cleveland don't got nothing else to do but fight. Them blonde white boys from Cleveland are something else. They're different. Don't let, don't let the Calabasas fool you. <laughs> he's from Cleveland. That means at one point in his life he was a Browns fan. Which means he had to know how to defend his team's honor in fisticuffs. He would he probably would have bare knuckled fought Nate if he needed to have won. But I knew he was gonna lose that. This dude is actually a he actually already fought one fight and not do that. He's a, he's training to be a boxer. You're a dunk contest winner. This is where I knew it was over for Nate. When they started making the announcements and they go, he's a three-time slam dunk champion, I was like, that has nothing to do with what's Zero. about to happen in this ring. Zero. Except for he about to be slam dunked off At of the no ring. At no point in boxing do you think about somebody's jumping ability. Nope. <laughs> you just don't think about a vertical. I don't think there was going to be a fight that any kind of fight, whether any kind of combat sport, that Nate was going to beat him in. Joe, uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, or Logan Paul? Which one is that? Which one? Jake. Was okay. Jake Paul is bigger and stronger than Nate Robinson is, and he can fight better. He's a trained fighter. 
he's the white boy in the bar that's going to talk trash, but knows something that you don't. You're going to go to sleep quick. I've been training to do this. <laughs> and you think because you black, that's going to carry you. Nope. He bounced that boy's head. Look, out of here look like Blade Brown. He should have got knocked out. How, he had the audacity to come on pay-per-view with those Blade Brown thing. He had a, what were they? Cantu knots? What were those? Yes, yes. He yes. deserved to lose. But, but And then he came out with the Knicks shorts on. Dog, of all the franchises you played for, that's the one you thought was going to carry you to a dub? And Jake Paul was with a disrespect because he came out to basketball. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was dribbling. Was out there looking like a saint oh. lunatic. <laughs> Dog, Nate was done from a rival. My man, Jake. Was and then ready. after the fight was like, oh, yeah, I was I had a broke nose for the last two weeks because I passed out meditating. What? He's like, so I haven't really been able to spar. What? So that means that you came in this with your C game? Nate, don't don't say nothing. So that was that one fight that, you know, people really paid attention to. And, you know, we had little concerts in between. Now, we're going to talk about that here in a second, too. Cause I got something to say about that. Uh, Mauro Nello looks like a man who was just chilling. And then they said, hey, man, you want to announce the uh, boxing match on Triller? Yeah, you sure. Heard, you heard him call it the square circle at one point, right? Yeah. Okay. And he made a, a few WWE references. But I don't think he had to fall out with WWE that everybody made it to be. I think he just... Really didn't fuck with JBL, and that's why he left, which would make sense. I just, I, I just thought that he probably knew he could make more money doing something else, and didn't have to worry about the shit he had to worry and about. He with did, and the schedule is like, yeah, a lot better. He probably made day. more money off this fight than he did his last WWE contract. Probably. He, he don't got to talk to fucking. He don't have to hear Beth Phoenix it was, for a whole pop fucking two hours every week. Okay. Nothing against Beth Phoenix, but I. I don't like to listen to half the announcers announce. If your name is Corey Graves, to be honest with you, I ain't want, I'm not even listening. I don't know how Edge does it. But uh, Morrow and oh, yeah, CTE. And I can't remember who the other boxer was, but he's like a current boxer now who's like really good. Uh, oh, really uh, that's an MMA dude. Oh, I thought he was a boxer. No, he's a UFC champion. Okay. So never mind on that. But he was he was kind of cool. He was a young guy. Yeah. And so they're showing all these people, and my mom is watching because we're watching on the TV screen. And uh, Sugar Ray Leonard pops up, and she made a noise. Oh, yeah! I was like, "Wait a minute! Hold, hold the fuck on! Wait a minute!" <laughs> was Bruce in the room? Yes. Oh, see, but Bruce knows the drill. <laughs> Listen, Bruce ain't making no Nate Robinson mistakes. <laughs> you want Sugar Ray? You go get Sugar Ray, and I ain't gonna say nothing. To stop you, look, man, I he got it. That's that's gonna be a handsome Hall of Fame because Sugar Ray looked like he can get in the ring now and give you at least three rounds. Like he looks young. Well, from what we saw on Saturday, he could absolutely get in the ring and give you three rounds. Like he looked young. He didn't even. He looked like he didn't even want to be there. Really, he was like, I I, I don't know the why bag, I got the me. bag was too big to yeah. refuse. 
you know, I got child support payments. I'm just going to ahead and do this right quick. But yeah, I, I in the back, know. and I know Triller was throwing the bag, and he was, and they would like throw to him, like they would ask him questions. He's like, "Look, man, I done did. I'm one of the greatest boxers of all time. Y'all ain't got to ask me nothing, okay? I just want to get a drink, take somebody's mom home, and enjoy the rest of my Saturday night. Y'all, this is too much. Get to the fight that we all came here for. They did. He didn't say a word. That entire Tyson. No, nah, he didn't. Roy Jones, he said not one word. He was so ready to go home. Snoop was too busy talking about how his two, his two uncles fighting in the backyard. Snoop saved the night. He did. Snoop made that whole thing entertaining. And then they would keep saying stuff like, like fake challenging Sugar Ray, and he was ready for it. He was like, oh, yeah, we can do it. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just kidding. Just, just joshing you. Sugar Ray just he's one of those guys he doesn't need to really prove that he was great. He just was. Like he doesn't need to go around telling people, yeah, I was at one point I was the greatest boxer of all time. And he definitely don't need to be doing these stupid ass like, exhibition really, fights. Like, I'm pretty sure he's doing but neither, bad. Neither do either of the two people that were in the fight. So then we get to the fight that everybody wanted to watch. Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. And they do the interview with Roy Jones first, and I'm looking at Roy, and I said, damn, he built like me. I don't know how this is going to work. That's not the Roy Jones that I remember back in the 90s and the 2000s. That man is like two of whatever that used to be. He looked out of it. Oh, yeah. He looked like he didn't start training until like last month. He probably thought it was going to be something light. Well, I'm guessing because they gave the rules out before. <laughs> well, they said it was a, it was a, a basically a, a it was a, a a hyped up like sparring exhibition. Yeah, and you couldn't not, you weren't supposed to be able to knock out either of your, and they were your opponent. And were supposed to wear headgear and stuff, but they didn't. Yeah, because you weren't supposed to be able to knock them out. Um, so I'm guessing he just took it light because looking at Mike, Mike looked like he was in the best shape of his life. They said Mike lost 100 pounds for the fight. That is crazy. And Mike was, they both were, when they were in the ring, they both looked like they were trying to get that old shit back. Like Roy was trying to get his dance off, but it just. He realized that Mike wasn't playing any games. But Mike kept hitting him. Mike was trying to knock his head off. If Mike really <laughs> wanted to, if this was in the exhibition. No, Mike, been Mike didn't care if it was exhibition. Because what was going to happen if you hit, if you knocked him out? Nothing. They were on Triller. I think he had enough respect for Roy not to do that to him. But. No, I think I think in those if, later rounds, I think he was absolutely trying to knock Roy's head off. If, Roy was pissing him off because he kept hugging him. If if Mike really wanted to give him the business, like really wanted to, because you could tell he was holding back in that to a degree, it would have been a wrap. It would because them body blows is killing Roy. Yo, Roy's probably still sore today. He couldn't talk. He couldn't talk after the after the fight. I cut it off as soon as they said it's a draw. I was like, oh, I'm cutting this off now. He was trying to. He was. That wasn't a draw. <laughs> He was he was fighting for his uh, Pensacola. Oh, oh man, Mike, you a bad boy. Do it, Woo! do it big then. And then Mike is sitting there going, "What about me? I I I fought in like fifteen years." Yeah, man. you ain't just you ain't just take the pounding that Ray did. Pause. But Roy was Roy was looking for help. He was looking for help in the ring while it was happening. Just Mike was in hey. somebody's freezer beating up frozen meat. Roy was like, "Hey man, y'all gotta hit that bell." Dog. I know that one minute and went by by now. As soon as I oh. saw him hugging every time Tyson hit him once, I was like, oh, no, this is ass. Oh, man. I was like, man, I'm so glad I, that I didn't pay for this. 
I am too. All in all, it was entertain. It was enter- It was entertaining for what it was. I enjoyed the performances. Hey, St. John is next up. St. John is so goddamn good. And I, I liked St. John before. Like I saw, like his last album came out, and I enjoyed it. No, 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 no. He's on a different level now. Yeah, he's gonna be a rock star. That's a bad boy. He's gonna be the New, York, New York's version of Future. And then not like you- not like they try to do with Designer. Yeah. No, like these dudes are rock stars that are going to and Young Thug too. They're gonna kind of transcend hip hop and be just a Rolling Stone. And when you look at the catalog of songs he actually wrote, oh god, he was writing for Beyonce. He wrote for SZA on her first album. He like, there's so many artists that actually got off because of his pen, which is good. But when you can say I wrote for Beyonce, that trumps everything. Like this dude had Lenny Kravitz begging to be on his album. Yes. And I listened to his album because I had it, I have it on my I had it on my phone, but I haven't I hadn't had the chance to listen to it because you know me I kind of I'm kind of slow with kind of, those kind of things, and I listened to it the other day, and I said, man, this this album is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely the future. He's gonna um, he's gonna be on. You're gonna see him on all the shows. You're gonna be like, how? Who is this dude? But. You know who he's managed by, right? Isn't he managed by? Uh, he's not Kendrick. He's not on Kendrick's. No, nah, uh, Biggs does his shit. Yeah, Maul's brother. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That boy is gonna. He's special. And he's one of those talented artists that I don't mind seeing everywhere. I feel like he deserves the praise. Oh yeah. I just hope. Listen, and I hate that. I hope he doesn't find himself in a situation where he can't get out of. Yeah. Um, I, I I hate that I even think about Pop Smoke with that because he was gonna be listening to that those last two Pop Smoke Pop was gonna be huge, so it just sucks that we're not gonna get any music from him ever again. I want to make sure that Saint keeps himself out of those, but I think messing with Biggs he will because Biggs can tell him stories. <laughs> whoever his team is around him, they're doing right by him right now. Oh yeah, they're doing oh, yeah. right by him right now. With the merchandise and everything, he's am- he's amazing, and he's backing it up. Like the the work sounds tremendous. Like I knew about Saint John through his like t shirts and everything before I knew him as an artist, which yeah. usually is not a good sign. But then I like read that Lenny Kravitz had like met up with him somewhere in like Paris, and he really wanted to be on his album. And I was like, well, I think if, if Lenny wants to be, let me see what the fuck is going on. Here. I don't know if I knew about his apparel of his merch, but I know I seen him on the Joe Button shit. When he was up there. And I was like, who's this dude? And hearing that big, he was Biggs' artist, I was like, I had to listen to this shit. Because if, if y'all don't know who Biggs is, that's Rockefeller. Like, Biggs was the quiet one that kept everything afloat. Yeah, it was like Jay, Dame, and Biggs. But yes. Biggs was like in the background. He was like the dude getting the talent. Yes. Biggs was, um, I guess if you wanted, if you want to think of this in state property, Biggs was ace. Ooh, yeah. Cause, cause Dame is Dame is Camp. Jay is Rico. No, no, I'm sorry. Rico is uh, Dame. Uh, what what was his name? What was Omar? Uh, not Omar Epps. What was our old boy's character? Oh, Mitch. Jay was Mitch. And then I think Biggs was Ace. And if you want to tell me that the other two were interchangeable, that's fine too. But 
the only one that I say was not interchangeable from the three was Biggs. Biggs was ace. Snoop performed some of his big hits. Who else performed that night? Uh, St. John, Snoop, French, and Sway Lee performed before I started watching. And then uh, Wiz, I think Wiz performed before I started watching. So it was all all together. They had the right idea for what they were trying to do. It was entertaining. It was entertainment. It was something that if you never really watched a boxing match before, that was way over what usually boxing matches. Get I down think to. what I think what threw them for a loop was Nate getting knocked out in the second round. Yeah, because they didn't realize they were going to have that much time in between those two. And fights. I think that's why they sort of set up the the whole event like that because they knew a lot of social media like kids see i also watch for logan paul i also think that's why they uh they did the interviews with mike and him before because usually when they don't do the interviews with the two boxes right yeah you don't really talk about (laughs) the main event they might show them in the back like they'll do up and stuff yeah they'll do a a vignette and they'll show them warming up but you don't have an interview with both of them one by one before their before the fight that doesn't happen which which sucks because it's like these are two great box like you don't have to worry about their legacies they're already submitted oh yeah but there's a generation of kids out there that have no idea watch jake paul's fight or logan paul i keep getting them mixed up it's so easy to do man stupid is a stupid does yeah but you 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 know that they're watching for him yeah and so they're like well, why do we care about Mike? We don't know. We never seen Mike Tyson fight. We never seen Roy Jones fight. And then that though, this era, they don't really watch boxing. Yeah, this is more of an MMA era. Boxing is more of the older people that watch it. MMA and wrestling. I, I think wrestling has really jumped. I would say though, so. Even though it's like the product is kind of. Uh, well, you know, it, and it made that jump because of a lot of the independents. I know, especially Bullet Club, they're in hot topic. And they've been in hot topic for a long for a long time. So going to a mall as a, a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old yeah. the last ten years, you're gonna go on hot topic. You've gone in there and you've seen Bullet Club, Kenny Omega, Mer- and then they have YouTube stuff. So I think that's that branched a lot of everything. And they're in the gaming circles too, so they can like get that off as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant with the uh, with the YouTube stuff. Oh, okay. I know they do the the elite shit on the YouTube, but they do do all the gaming stuff too because they did Tekken. Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh I think boxing has missed its it's had its heyday. I don't know if it's gonna I don't think it's ever gonna come back from it's what it was because, in the nineties. It's because the boxers when MMA was starting to blow up, they were so shrewd about it. They were trying to do their best to pay like ESPN or whatever to call it a blood sport, and it was savage, and it was all this X Y Z. And you would see people at ESPN saying, we will never uh, post MMA stuff up here. And that yeah. changed quickly in about two years when they thought, saw all that money that it was making. Yeah. And then I don't think it helped to that the promoters of boxing. And then the boxing, um, the, the boxing, um, not unions, but, the, you know, different states have different. The gaming committee. Yeah. They would try to block MMA from like spreading out from Vegas. Yeah. So there was a time where you would watch a UFC and you knew they were in Vegas or they were overseas. Well, yeah, because I mean, last I mean, it was only just a couple of years ago that they were able to get to New York. Yeah, like they and they it was because of the boxing commissions. They were paying money to yeah. block them from spreading throughout the country, and now it's too late. Like it's making too much money. Everybody's getting paid, and now boxing looks like that hater. 
yep. in the back that was talking shit yep. about old boy. And then I know I was I was saying to promote, but I don't like there were there there have been fights that have been rigged, a hundred percent without the shadow of a doubt. Fights went one way that you watch the fight, you're like, "There's no way that happened," and I feel like that's still happening. Yeah. Whereas with MMA, at least there is no, there is no the promoter is Dana White, and I've seen enough niggas that's supposed to be the next up get knocked out to know that I'm not sure this is getting rigged. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen Brock Lesnar is the biggest example. Who was it? It was Ken Shamrock's brother who had to fight Brock Lesnar on short notice, and he put Brock down. You don't rig that. Brock Lesnar was supposed to be the next huge draw for UFC. You think Brock Lesnar does numbers for WWE? Oh, no. UFC was going, he was supposed to be the next uh, Conor McGregor type thing. He was supposed to be the American face. Yes. He was what they wanted Forrest Griffin to be, but could actually fight. Yeah, he was supposed to be the younger American face. Because they had a whole bunch of people from everywhere, but... Like, Brazil had Anderson Silva, I think you brought up old boy from England. Well, Brazil had a bunch of people. <laughs> well, yeah, Brazil yeah, had, like, yeah. Yoda Machida and yeah. all of them. Did, Brazil is <laughs> Canada had a few yeah. with Jorge St-Pierre. Yeah. I called him Jorge, but... You did. I wouldn't say it to his face, though. He'd kill me. But no, but, um, yeah, Brock was supposed to be that next Amer- that American-born here, like... Yeah. But it, it didn't last... It didn't work, and then he came back, and they tried to make him from Canada, and I was like, "This ain't gonna work." Whoever wrote this is because <laughs> he had that he had that stomach thing, and then he came back, and yeah. I know he was he was you know he was on the shit. And we then, came back next. And da, da, da. Then came Velasquez, just sat on his stomach and beat the hell out of him, and it just wasn't gonna. It wasn't meant to. You know who needs to thank Brock Lesnar for that happening? Uh, John Bones Jones and Daniel Cormier. John Bones Jones was supposed to be the next American guy. He, he couldn't kept, get out of his way, he his own way. He couldn't stop doing. And Daniel Cormier was the candy. recipient of all the greatness after that because he was the guy that uh, John Bones Jones couldn't beat sober and couldn't beat not hot, not hot, not on the juice. Until he got knocked out. Yes. But now he, there is no real American, I don't think. Well, because and and, and the, the the harsh reality of MMA right now, UFC now is a lot of like Trump supporting, and that's going to turn a lot of people off. Well, you 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 already know why they're voting for Trump. It's yeah, because they hit that tax bracket that Joe Biden said he was going to take care of. Um, but that that whether you like it or not, that's going to turn people off from your sport. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just like y'all, these Trump supporters lie and say that. They don't watch basketball because of Black Lives Matter shit. That's a lie. You niggas didn't watch basketball anyway. Yeah. Or you did and you were just mad because your team didn't make you it. You haven't watched basketball since Larry Bird. Um, but that was Saturday. <laughs> we yeah, that was- discovered Saturday. Uh, Sunday I woke up to a video that everybody has probably seen by now. Which video? Oh, oh, you, you don't remember this? Is this a brunch video? It is the brunch video. Okay? 
My man got on a short sleeve turtleneck. He was not ready. He probably had Chelsea boots on too. No, no, real talk. Them dumb specials. Let me tell you something. Remember a few months ago when I said, and we both agreed on this, when women have fun, men benefit the most. Yes. When women are out having fun and we, we let And they're in an environment fun. where they know they could be there and have fun. Exactly. We benefit the most, whether it's getting a number, hooking up, or if you're a business and you are a place where women are known to go and have fun, financially, that's big, especially in these times. Okay. This man just threw all that away. Because one person, one was twerking on a table. Was that in Atlanta too? This was in Dallas. Oh, okay. This was like Western Atlanta. This was at True Kitchen that, in that Dallas. Houston. Um so I I bring that up because the financial hit he's finna take is scary. So this is the last month of the year and a month from now it will be or close to a month from now, it'll be New Year's Eve. They were planning on having this huge party there where the tickets per section. So for 10 people, which they count as a section, $10,000. At that restaurant? Yep. $610 fee. So I'm guessing you had to pay that as like a down payment or whatever. Yeah. To hold the section. Yeah. So you get 10 admission tickets. You get two snack platters, which involve lamb chops, wings, and dream eggs. I don't know what the fuck that is. Four bottles of Moet and New Year's Eve party favors. Now, to us, that sounds like some nut shit. There's no way I'm paying $10,000 to be at some day party spot for New Year's, right? I'd have a better time in, in my own house. I'll go home, and I'll cook my own brunch. But if they had played this right, well, I'll it, have Charlotte cook brunch. And this was like the bet, like this was the spot where women can go and hang out, and they don't have to worry about like creepy ass dudes and things like that. They could have pulled this off. They could have pulled this off, and now it's not gonna happen. They finna go bankrupt. Talking crazy. I don't know how when he said I don't need y'all money, I would have left. I'd be like, oh cool, I'll finish my meal. Don't worry about that check. I'm leaving. He so, don't need my money. This was gonna be the lineup for the performers. Uh, for the performers uh, that night, you're going to have Drew Hill, Ooh. Carl Thomas, oh, and I think a local band, R.C. and the Grits. That looks like a local band. That's a hell of a name. But, I mean, okay. I'm still not paying $10,000 for that. But, these are vibes set up for women, especially of a certain age, to have a fun night. Not to worry about shit. This, like... One woman twerking on a table just ruined your whole shit. Because instead of you being calm, and they showed a video of him like walking up to the lady and asking her to get down or whatever. But I'm guessing she probably got up there again or something like that. So why didn't you just have that table removed or that person removed? Common sense, D. Common sense. How many people have been twerking on your tables before you speak? Because this didn't just, you don't just 
turn up like this on people. This had to be a recurring theme for weeks on end. But he had a DJ there. And apparently from a lot of the patrons there, it was supposed to be a day party. And I guess he didn't understand what, what a day party meant. Well, he understood the word day. He just doesn't understand the word party. I'm guessing he thought it was just like a brunch, but they just played different music. Which is not, it's not the same. It's a whole different vibe. It's extremely. Matter of fact, when I go to brunch, I don't even, like, if you go to just sit down for brunch with people, there's not a whole lot of music being played. I mean, if there is music played, it's, in it's the like back, soft, It's background yeah, music. Yeah, it's like, in, it's like soft. And, but you're not usually hiring a DJ for that. Yeah. If you hire a DJ, you want a different type of atmosphere. But people that paid up to $300 a plate for this before he started cussing people out consisted of lamb chops and eggs and things. Basically, the menu from that snack platter that I read earlier. Plus, they had Douce bottles that they repurposed and made slushies into. Alcohol with slushies in. Okay. Which... I can see so why this she was, was twerking on that table. Very expensive. Yeah, but I can see why she's twerking on that table. If she's drinking Douce slushies and the music is hitting her right, she going to want to twerk something. But that's also if she was drinking a Douce slushie. Cause just because the slushie was in a Douce bottle don't mean the people that run the place. Well, I'm just saying. like, if, I know what you're I know. Yeah. But that don't mean that that's Douce if slushie. You're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're curating the vibes. Curating the vibes. You can't get mad when people take advantage of it. Listen, if that nigga was playing French Montana and the girl started twerking, you can't get mad at that. That's what she's supposed to do. And then I saw people who were trying to defend them saying, well, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and they start playing salsa music, that don't mean you get up in salsa. Why not? What? If I have, listen, I have a, a couple Corona uh, Corona margaritas. <laughs> I might be like, ay, 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 ay. I know what waitress you're trying to dance with. Yeah, yeah, you know. Right down the block. Yeah. She ran around. But but you know what? Don't, the people that run the place aren't going to react like this if you do. They'll probably laugh. Be like, they're going to talk about you in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, they won't talk back. Right but next they're to not. You. They're not about to fumble their bags no. for it. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, let this stupid gringo do what he's going to do. As long as, as long as he cash out like he's supposed to, we good. And then uh, a friend of ours said... Uh, <laughs> If I go into a restaurant, they start playing Kirk Franklin. I'm not going to start praise dancing. I was like, who the fuck? Yes, I am. I'm going to walk up to the next table and go, y'all mind if I praise God? And let's let's keep it a buck. Kirk Franklin ain't the praise dancing music. You don't fuck around and see girls doing this to Kirk Franklin anyway. Do you want a revolution? Are you serious? Boy, as soon as I hear that first drop. That shit was in any given Sunday. (laughs) And they were hitting during there was, that. There wasn't a whole lot of praise dancing at any given Sunday. They were hitting doing that. So you can't tell me. Kirk Franklin get the. Listen. Kirk Franklin knew what he was doing when he made the music he did in the 90s and 2000s. He wanted some shit that they could play anywhere. And he succeeded at that. And he absolutely did. Why are y'all so worried about what people are doing at, <laughs> at fucking meals anyway? Y'all didn't go to Waffle House. Shut up. Like, I don't I don't understand like why is this such a hard thing to fathom that when women have fun everybody benefits. No, with the hard thing have fun and have safe while they're having fun? The hard thing to fathom why people can't mind their own fucking business. Yeah, this dude he he was nothing and he's the owner. He was nothing but trouble for this. Like you 
Hey, you thought you were doing something with that corny ass lecture? I'll be like, man, shut the fuck up and let me eat my steak and eggs. He glad he didn't do this shit at Grain. They would have threw his ass on that balcony. <laughs> Bye, nigga. <laughs> Hope that high horse is enough to reach you gold off this balcony. Like this is this is this ignorant. Like if I was if I had the funds, I would have opened up a spot. Ladies, brunch is all you. And why do you only if when white people go to places brunch? No matter they they when they wild out, nobody says it's ignorance. Stephanie over there knocked out by the eggs Florentine, and nobody bats a fucking eye. Why the hell is it always ignorant when black people are doing what we want to do? Having fun. And you black dog, like you the worst. Well, he light skinned in this. I hope I hope nobody goes back to his establishment. I hope Cisco slapped that nigga. I hope one of the grits bust his ass. RC and the fucking grits. It's a hell of a name, boy. Hell of a name. And the grits is spelled with a Z. Hey, real quick. Um, so I I listened to like I told you before I had all this new music I hadn't listened to for the last like week or so. I listened to Meg Thee Stallion's album. Oh, you mean the uh, the body body yadi 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 yadi. That song is fucking horrible. Oh, and I man. like I tried like because I had never heard anything but the body yadi. No, that song's horrible. It's it's not for us. No, and I I I, I know that a hundred percent, and I knew that going into it. But even that that was horrible. And it, I don't know why, and I see what, what happens with people. I see when you're doing comparisons. The first thing that came to my mind was to compare this to Cardi's album. Okay. It's not as good as Cardi's album was. But, because the girl can rap. Make this time you can rap. You're not going to tell me she can't. She started the album off with her disc record to Tory Lanez and her friend. That was what you... Is that what brought up that response from Mo Girl? Yes. Okay. That she rapped over the Biggie beat, the Who Shot Your Beat. Okay, that makes sense. That was off the rip. Like, you started it versus Bong, you and Who Shot You. I thought you could have started it differently. Because now, and you could tell a lot of the songs where she's talking about, she's talking about that. So, it, I, I wanted more of a... Uh, a broad range of things that you're talking about. There was a lot of talk about this incident on the album, a lot of it, which is cool if you if I didn't just hear about this incident at nauseum all summer. But that was like an overwhelming part of the album. Her raps are there; she raps, she raps very well. But I just wasn't. Satisfied. I remember listening to Cardi shit and I was like, yo, this shit is hard. She had the songs that I want to hear in the club. She had the songs that I think if I was doing foul shit to my girl, she would be listening to. Yeah, shit that your girl could fuck Her with. Her shit was all over the place. And I mean, I, maybe I have to listen to it again, but Meg didn't have, she had some of that, but it wasn't as good. So Meg is one of those artists that she can easily rap. She yes. could damn near out rap some of the men out there. Yes. Now. But she also is, she also can do the pretty girl stuff, which I think that body song was. That body song is for women. That, that hey, she's, she's going to fumble a bag if she, her and the city girls don't do a collaborative album. Absolutely. Or I felt her, the same way about Cardi and the, and the city girls. Or her and the baby. For some reason, 
Yeah, her and the baby work very well. They work so well. Their song on this shit, I was like, yo, because it was that song, and then the song with the City Girls, like, right after, and I was like, yo, if she don't do a collaborative album with one or both of these people, she's fucking up. It's right there. It's right there for the taking. So, or I- even with her and Cardi. Yeah. A- imagine a Watch the Throne with... Two, two of the, girl, she, the girls. She, yeah, she pairs well with a lot of artists. She, she, and she's shown that she can pair well with yes. a lot of artists. And she doesn't like overshadow or she doesn't try to outdo. She does, she does what she is comfortable with and it works with everybody. I never heard this album, but I didn't think, I, I didn't look for it. Like it wasn't for me. I mean, you know, it's, it's not for you, but I, it was a, I'm saying it's a, it was a good listen. But I know that the songs aren't for me. I'm not going to keep the album on my phone because I have no reason to listen to it again. But it was a good, it was a, from what she's put out before, it was a, it was a good album. It didn't move like I thought that it would. Um, but it was a very good album. Like, I, in between Rhapsody and Sweetie, she's right in the middle. As far as giving you bars and then just yeah. having fun with it. Sweetie's more like just having fun with it. She ain't really seriously writing bars or anything. Yeah. And in Rhapsody, she's just barring you to death. She she gonna get you. Yeah. She's gonna bar you to death. But it's just like in the in the golden age of rap, which I would say is nineties rap. You had Lauren Hill. You had MC Light. You had, but then you had Lil Kim, Foxy Brown. Which those two could I would say I would say Meg is closer to a little Kim Foxy Brown than a Lauren Hill or MC Light who could rap and you knew the girls could rap, but it was sexualized a little bit. Which that that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing at all. Because men are hypersexualized with rap. One of one of my favorite Cam songs is called Suck It or Not. Lil Wayne can't go a bar, a couple bars without talking about eating pussy. So I'm not, I'm not here for the oh girls can't rap about sex. Do what you want to do. I just expected the album to be a little bit different. I didn't expect so much energy to be given to that situation. And I'm not gonna keep talking about that situation, but I didn't want. I was, I was just tired of hearing about it. I don't, I didn't listen to Lil Wayne yet either. But I went for that to get the stream. I'm not. I'm not downloading that piff to fucking download a Lil Wayne yeah. mixtape. I refuse. I heard some new music this weekend. What you hear? I'm about to play it for you. Okay. You heard what he said. This white boy is spitting. The whole 
Yo. Is that what that nigga's playing on the keyboard I keep seeing? Yes. Hey man, I'm gonna the buck. <laughs> this shit is not half bad. This dude just be fooling. He just be fooling around. I haven't clicked the video yet to listen. And I keep like forgetting. But if that's what it is. Sign me up. <laughs> sign me up for Tits James Blake. Mark sign me up Ribelay. right now. Mark Ribelay? Mark Ribley? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But th- this boy is just. He just clowning. But I love it. Yeah sign me up for Tits Blake. I was like, sign me up for Tits Blake. I'm I woke up yesterday and I heard it, like on my way, like getting ready for work and everything. And I'm like, it's it's seven thirty in the morning. Why am I jamming like this? Dogs. So I was feeling it. Let me know when his shit hits the streets, so I can support that. And they got videos of him like going to like certain bars and shit, like performing. And the white people are looking perplexed, like because they expect that Phoebe Buffet. buffet. And you they did this, not get that. You thought this was Nora Jones? You thought you were getting Smelly Cat? <laughs> Wrong. 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 Oh, man. I saw that the, was phenomenal. I saw the Soul Train Awards on Sunday, but I just really wanted to watch the Soul Cipher. They still do those? Yeah. But I really just wanted to watch the Soul Cipher. I didn't really, really care about anything else. Okay. Um, and it was... Because every year they do the mix between like new school and old school, mm-hmm. and it actually blends very well. And they always pick a cheat code beat that we fuck with. So this year they did uh, Erica Badu's On and On. Okay. And they had Stokely from Mint Condition, who could sing his ass off. PJ Morton. Shawnee's. And this woman's going to be forever fine. Shantae Moore. Mm. Let me take That's kinda, They kind of did something like that on the Hip Hop Awards, too. Yeah, they're starting to do it now with the Hip Hop Awards where they're now blending new and old. Sometimes they'll just get a crew. Well, now they're doing more R&B, too. Shantae, she's older than my mother. She has no business looking the way she looks. That's a beautiful woman. I just want a chance. You think she got only fans? Uh, If she don't, she's going to be one of the only ones. Because I saw somebody uh, leak Lisa Ray shit after she talked crazy about Holly Berry. Uh huh. She bad, I know Shantae bad. Shantae ain't got a man right now, but she need one, and I'm I'm willing to sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice what? <laughs> uh, my penis. Oh, okay. I'm willing to give her a penis. My penis. On a regular basis. She is sugar mama material. She is bad. Like bad, bad. Like, ugh. 
I'm sorry. I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, so you. Thirsty. Um, I'm over here drooling. I need you to relax a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. It's just when I saw her on TV, I was like, God damn! Like you, you ever see a fine woman on TV and then like she turn and the ass just like hits you right in the face? Her. Mm. I was like, oh, oh fuck! What did Kenny Lattimore do to leave that? It had to be something. I don't know what it is. I'm thirsty again. I'm sorry. D, talk about yeah, something Yeah, you got to relax, dog. D, talk about something else. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, you got, you got, I'm through now, boy. Hey, this is a rated R episode. This, this is too much. The way my mom was feeling about Sugar Ray is the way I feel about Shanti right now. Mm. All right. And she got nipples. D, talk about something else. Dog, man. I don't. <laughs> Bring something. I'm going to see if she got OnlyFans. I'm about to be over here. You better see if Shant, yo, shit. Oh my God! Only fans. No, no, damn. No only fans. No. Let me see what she got on her Twitter though. She might be. She might a nipple might pop out on her Twitter. Oh my God! Hey man, you all right over there? I'm good. I'm like, ooh, Jesus Christ! Look at she got break. Yo, I'm gonna kick you out, dog. You can't be in my house like this. God, dang, she is just. Uh. Could, hey, man. And she knows she bad too. That's why she's looking at me like this. That's why she's looking at you like that. Are you serious? D, talk about something else, man. I'm serious. Dog, I don't know you. Hold on, wait a minute. Who's this nigga on the scooter with her? That better be her son. <laughs> hey, what you gonna do? No, he's gonna look like he could fight. Hey, what did um? So I didn't hear. What did Young Thug say about Three Stacks? He said something like he didn't pay attention to his music. He can't name two, three, three uh, Andre three thousand songs, and Andre wants his ass kissed, and he bigged up Elton John. For, for working with young artists, but I this is the only person I've ever seen other than Erica Badu, but she wrote a whole song about Andre. Um this is only the second person I've ever heard on a public platform say something bad about him. Nobody has said anything bad. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Andre. I'm not gonna I think it's one of those things where he's just not if he doesn't want to do music with you, he's just not going. He's not going to tell you I don't want to do a song, and he's not going to sing you like a bullshit verse. He's just not going to answer you. But they have they pulled up like um, certain interviews and things um, of Andre bigging up, bigging up old boy. Well, he's also from Atlanta, and Andre Three Thousand is like the mayor of Atlanta. He was saying stuff like he's the closest thing to me that I've ever seen. I fuck with it. I love the music. That boy can do no wrong. Da da da. da. So I'm trying to figure out where is this hate coming from? Maybe there was a meeting that happened behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Maybe. Maybe but I know, I don't Young think, Thug tripped him maybe, and he was playing his flute up in New York. And I don't think, like, I think we all want him to rap. I don't think he wants to rap anymore. I don't think he wants to do anything like that anymore. He's, he's at that point of his career where he his legacy is submitted. He doesn't yeah, have to do I don't it. think he, want, he has a desire to do that anymore. And I think it might get irritating to have people hammer, like badgering him for a verse or an album 
or whatever. If if I don't want to rap and all you want to ask me is about me rapping, I'm probably not going to talk to you. And if you're taking that as disrespect to the point where you got to say something on an interview, then you could take it how it is. But I'm not rapping. <laughs> I'm not going to rap for you. So just stop asking me. And I think that half the verses that we hear of Andre 2000, those might be like accidental verses. Like he was just in there rapping, fucking around, and they recorded the shit. And cut him some money. It was like, because we're just going to use this. <laughs> this is what we can get. This is what we're going to use. It's like when you record, record me when I'm saying wild shit, and I don't know you're actually recording. And then oh, it ends up on the episode. How do you know? You don't listen to the show, man. You t- I can only take my good friend's word for it. Like who? Are you a liar? Are, is that you telling me you're like a liar? Who? Wait, no, who? You, nigga, you. No, 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 no. Who's the good friend? You're the good friend. No, I ain't no good friend. No, you need to make, you need to find another example, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find another. Pick another name out the hat. No, that's all I got. I'm just trying to listen, but I can understand when you don't want to do something, and the only thing everybody else wants you to do is that thing you don't want to do. I can understand. Just not talking to people. And I'm sure that's probably what this is. Young Thug doesn't seem like he takes silence as. <laughs> you think You think Andre left him on red? I think so. <laughs> I think he did. That, you know what? You can't really feel hurt about that. You know how many other people he probably left on red? He's probably left everybody on red. I think the collab, I think the verses that we've heard, he's probably been in there brainstorming with another artist. Just bullshitting, and he felt the or he felt the need to like jump in the booth. But I'm gonna give you a verse. I don't think anybody has reached out to Andre 3000 and been like, "Yo, I need you on this album." And he'd been like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna sing you a verse." I don't think that happens. I think because the artists that you f- you find verses from him are artists that he kind of like, he clearly fucks with, and he's. I just think they're in the studio at the same time, and he's like, "Oh, well, let me just." Like, people offer you gum. <laughs> He's like, hey, do you want a verse? <laughs> like, we've been here talking for two hours. you want me to rap something for you? I, feel, he, I feel like I want to rap now. So or he probably was like, yeah, send me some stuff. Let me see what you got. And if I fuck with it, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't I'll... be surprised if he, didn't, if he didn't charge anybody for the verses that he put down. That wouldn't surprise me. If somebody came out and was like, oh, yeah, three stacks threw the verse up there for me. He didn't, he, he didn't even charge me. He told me to donate it to, like, Goodwill or some shit. It wouldn't surprise me because literally nothing about this man surprises me anymore. But nothing. But you you rarely hear anything negative about him. Yes. Like you never hear people, even the people that he's turned down. They're like, oh damn! But at least I got to talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, but what have you? That was what, my dude. Who have you heard that's been turned down on verse? Like from Andre? Yeah. I know for a fact, Big Boy and Goody Mob, which are like. That's his family. Uh, they had to beg him just to throw down a verse, and they he turned him down for like years. Because I know, I know, I know. Drama said the art of storytelling was supposed to be on an Outcast album. I know for a fact Frank talked about getting Andre on his album for like a while, and then finally he just showed up and dropped something and then dipped. See, and that's ex- I think it's one of those things where he just walks in the studio like, "Holy shit, Andre, what you doing here?" And he's like, you mind if I lay something down for this? <laughs> and then he does it, and then he's like, oh, I'll see y'all later. Like, if you don't get the one cut, 
you're screwed. <laughs> I can't remember. Is it Lil Yachty? Who's who's the one that I do whatever I want, dude? The dude that just be doing oh. random shit on the street and people be like recording him. That's like, Uzi. Lil Uzi. Okay. Lil Uzi talked about trying to do something with him. And he turned him down, but he was, like, so hyped to even be on the phone with him that it didn't even matter. Like, he just got to talk to him. I know Tyler's been trying to get stuff from him for years, but it just never happened. And you know what? And I don't think, I honestly don't think a lot of that is him turning them down. I think it's just, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to say anything. Like, but, when you see your home, you see somebody that you know, but you have no intention of hanging out with. Oh, yeah, we should get drinks sometime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me up, hit me up. Well, y'all going to hit you up. And you never hit them up. I feel like there's more to this story than And it could be, but we'll never find out. But I don't think I think Young Thug is just sensitive too. And I don't think Andre cares. At all. I think we care more than he does. He I, I honestly don't think this dude really wants to rap anymore. Well, I'm talking about what, what Thug said. Oh no, he doesn't care about that. I, I I truly think he doesn't he's not sitting there, damn, Thug called me out on TI's podcast. And I don't think if Unless you get him in an interview, which is going to be rare because he's not going to do interviews. I don't think you're ever going to find out what he thought about it. He's literally a recluse at this point. But he's the most outgoing recluse in the history of recluses. He's like, like, it's literally like you just saw something that you didn't think that you really saw, but it's there. Like when motherfuckers say they see like Bigfoot and shit. It's always an extravagant story of how they saw something. And that's the same thing. It's always him doing the most random, regular person shit. Like, this nigga's in Penn Station, like, playing the flute. Shit like that. Like, why are you in Penn Station playing the flute, Andre 3000? And it's always in the most random... Like, this nigga's never in Atlanta doing weird, weird shit. He's always somewhere else. If you, wanna, if you wanted to tell... Like, ask me, I would tell you that I don't even think Andre 3000 enjoys being in Atlanta anymore. It's probably too, he, this nigga probably couldn't go to the curb or take his trash cans out without being swarmed. Hey man, I got this, I'm coming out. Leave me alone. He's, he's, he's trying to break it to you niggas nicely. Y'all won't take it. Leave him alone. (laughs) You got to understand though, like that man takes, he makes your album more credible. Just his name. Oh, Absolutely. Even with, there'd be times where they would say featuring Andre, and I'm like, okay, I got to listen to that. Like, only because I know his name is involved. And it could be him doing something like he did for 30 hours, where he was just saying 30 hours at the end of the song. And there's some, there's some tracks he's done, and I thought he should, he should not have done it. I know that Anderson, the last feature I heard of him that's like current was the one he did with Anderson Pac. Where it was... Like, he was only there for, like, 30 seconds. But it was still, like, that yeah. 30 seconds was... I was listening to the Deuces remix the other day. And every time I listen to it, I think Andre should not have done that verse. I'm trying to think. He, he, he slowed down the whole song. It was an odd fit on the song. And his verse is cool, but I don't think he should have did that song. I don't think it fit. But even that would make people want to, all right, let me see. Let me see what, just because of his name. And you know, that song didn't need that. He's like the Jay-Z of the South. If you put him on your record or if you put him on your album, people are going to go directly to that record. I agree with that. But I also agree with that because he, he doesn't do it very often. For a long time, that was like, like an Eminem verse was the same kind of way. 
Yeah. Because they just didn't do verses for people. They didn't do guest spots. They didn't do fucking remixes for you. They, they just didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, oh, it's this person featuring who? Are you serious? You have to listen to it, even if you don't like the rapper. And then in the back of your mind, you're like, how the hell did he get an Andre verse? That's every time. So you got to be somebody to get I that. still ask, how did Drake get an Andre verse? I'm trying to figure out, what was the name of the dude that did the Walk It Out? Lil Unk. DJ Unk. How the fuck did he get an Andre verse? That's, that was Atlanta. And the shit was fire. It was Atlanta. Rich Boy got an Andre verse. Mobile's finest. Dog. And that was one of his. Those are, and that was like the same year too. Like how? Who? Who? He would just throw a surprise. You'd be like, yo, is this for real? That was back in the day when you had to make sure that the file that you downloaded matched the name of the file. Yes. So when you see DJ Unk featuring and and Andre that, you're like, yo, this can't be real. And you listen, you're like, oh my god. And he started walking out like an usher. So you knew he was on the correct song. He started the song. Walking out like an usher. No, he started the Rich Boy song. That's right. He started, uh, the girl started talking. And he was like, uh, <laughs> what did Lil John say? I don't know. what Lil, I can't remember what Lil John said. But he was the first verse. Ain't a hood nigga but a nigga from the hussy. And I was like, what are you doing on this song? <laughs> Who woke you up to do this? Like, man, you must be really, you must have had a good, a good breakfast today. That rich boy was like, hey, man. But I swear to God, I think he just hears that people are in the studio somewhere close to him. He's like, you know, I feel like a stroll today. I'm going to go down the block. I'm going to go to baseline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go to daddy's house. Spread my wings and fly away with you. <laughs> just lay a, verse for, uh, lay a verse for one of Diddy's sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jojo Simmons. I'll give you a verse. <laughs> Fuck it, you here too, huh? Who else is here? I like how... I'm Tiger? Keep, I'm going to keep the topic with music. I like how kids are just finding out now that the electric slide is about a dildo. Well, you know, that's that. <laughs> I was today <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is Like, did you not pay attention to the lyrics at all? Well, first of all, I never well, did the electric slide to well, the for, electric slide. For one, people don't listen. This is an era that people don't... The weekend. I'm about to talk about the weekend in a second too. Was nominated for a Kids Choice Award for a song about doing blow, and won. So that just shows how much people are paying attention to their favorite music. It's, it's like that. I, I remember us always doing grammar. that too. <laughs> when you actually get the real lyrics and you like read it out loud without the melody. You know, uh, you know what it is when they when they say, "Oh, you know this is about this," and you're like, "No," and then you start listening to it, and you're like, "I'm going down, down, baby, your street in the rain." For years, my mom, oh my god, my mom wouldn't let me sing "Candy" by Cameo, and oh, I was Lord. like, "I was like, why? It's about candy." Mm-mm. And I uh, found out it was about something completely different. Nope, <laughs> it was about some hard Amen. drugs. <laughs> Amen. And then you actually like sing it out loud, like with a, I can feel it when you walk. Oh my God. Yes. Even when you talk, it takes over me. I want to know if you feel it too. There's a, there's a lot of Just like I And do. the funniest thing is where they do like, like they do like going to a commercial for something and they play it and you're like, yo, do y'all know what this is really about? Because they don't. They're just like, oh, this is a big artist. This is one of their big songs. Let's play this. 
Let's get a placement for this. I will never forget that. And this is back when NBC first started playing games. Like, I think it was on Sunday night. I think that's when they first started. And Ricky Williams had got in trouble with all the weed stuff. Mm-hmm. The first time? I think, it, yeah, I think it was when he, no, no, no. It was when he was with Detroit okay. for like that short spell. And they played right after they talked about it, like going into commercial, a clip it of brown sugar. And I mm. was, I, you couldn't, you couldn't stop me from laughing. Because brown sugar by D'Angelo is about weed. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes they do it and you laugh thinking they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they know exactly. Sometimes they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill them with this one. Because they know only, not everybody, your casual person listening isn't going to be like, oh, this is, oh, yeah, I see what you did there. But, yeah, yeah, I love those times. Hey, man, um, I said I was going to talk about the weekend. So, if anybody didn't know this, the Grammy nominations came out the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about a couple of things with the Grammys. Because I, I don't understand a couple of things. All right. So, one, a bunch of people got snubbed, and a bunch of y'all were mad. Cool. Now, every year, about this time, y'all get pissed off about the Grammy nominations. Because every time, they're fucking up. Because they're fuck-ups. Now, the awards come, the people that you like don't get awards, and it's the Grammys don't matter. So, is it Uchi Wally Wally? Or is it One Mike? Well, I'm not big on the Grammys. I used to be. I used to really be because that was the measuring stick of great artists, right? You know, just like yes. in sports, championships were like the measuring stick. Or with actors, the Oscar is the mm-hmm. measuring stick of you being this great talent. Mm-hmm. And then I got into radio and learned about the politics on that and how we don't do payola. Well, I'm not saying we got to work for radio. But you don't do payola, but it is payola because now these record companies just buy radio stations. Mm -hmm. And then they say, hey, we're paying you to play these records and these records only. Yes. So a lot of artists who probably aren't on those labels don't get played. They don't get radio played. They don't get this, that. And that's really the measuring stick. Okay. Which that all makes sense in the horrible thing of things. The weekend is not one of those artists. Well, I'm about to get it. <laughs> so when you talk about the politics and all of that, and then you have certain artists that probably's played all the time, and you got to remember these board, the board of trustees, when it comes to the Grammys, are paid for by record companies. You have to understand this, people. That's why certain artists you'll see them. You'd never even heard that product. Like, who was it? D-Money? What was the name of old boy? That guy? Oh, D-Money. And people are wondering, how the hell? Oh, no, D-Smoke. I'm sorry. D-Smoke. Yes. And they're like, how in the hell did he get nominated? And then you look at the label that he signed to, and you're like, oh. Who's he signed to? Uh, I think it's one of the biggest. I think it's like Atlantic look. or something. Okay. Um, I could be wrong on that. But you see, and that's why when the whole Kendrick thing happened, it was because he was signed here. And what's the old boy from Seattle? What's his name? Macklemore. Macklemore was signed over here, so of course he had the big push. He had the big Grammys push. It's to the top bidder or the top seller or whatever. The weekend and doesn't I, play those politics. I know, but you're you're saying that as if his label doesn't. Well, he himself doesn't. But the, the label absolutely will. 
the, the label probably does, but the label probably or the Grammys are probably so tired of him because well, he been talking shit. Well, from what I heard, what I read was that they offered him a spot to perform, but he couldn't do that in the Super Bowl. So when he took the Super Bowl gig, still trying to do both, they were like, nah, we're not, you can't do both. So you already took the Super Bowl gig, don't worry about us. And then the nomination came out. With everybody nominated. Not, with him not being nominated for anything. Mm. Not one award. That's, the, that's what I heard. That's what I just read like the day after the day of. Because I, I, Cause it, came out in the, it came out in the time frame. That you need to come out. It was so evidently. I haven't read anywhere that it wasn't submitted because who the fuck doesn't submit the biggest album of 2020? You don't do that as a record label. You make sure that's submitted. From what I've seen, he has been at least from certain insiders. He had been talking crazy about the Grammys for a while. Well, so does Drake. Yeah, but Drake knows what to say and what not to say. Drake could say certain things and Drake they, they, Drake is, they look at him crazy, but Drake is a lot of about the Grammy, but he was right there for last night cry later. Because <laughs> they know he's just talking shit. And the weekend's not. Obviously the weekend shows the Super Bowl over the Grammys, which is like the Grammys is supposed to be like your profession's Oscar night. I'm pretty sure he did that on, on purpose. Well, listen, nigga, I'm still coming. <laughs> I just do and he wanted to perform. He said he wanted to do both. He said, I don't know if they're worried about me doing the same performance, if but I assured them they were going to be different performances. If he really wanted to be at the Grammys that bad, he could have easily said, uh, you know what? You and know, I'm sure he's going to be, I'm sure he was going to be there. I'm sure he made all the plans to be in LA for the Grammys that weekend. Well, I know you get kickbacks from your label for going because the more of the artists that can be seen on TV, yeah, yeah. The, the better I'm, it looks. I'm sure he's going to be front and center there. Because I just, in my, in my thinking, if I'm The weekend, I just put out the, the biggest album, not the best, the biggest album of the year. Okay, so I just got D Smoke's information. He is under Woodworks, which is a division of Empire Records that distributes Rich Homie Quan, Migos, K-Camp, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, Buster Rhymes, Styles P. So basically most of the hip-hop artists that we see, Drum. Anderson Pack, Mindless Behavior, Snoop Dogg, and they also have controlling interest in iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Deezer, Spotify, SoundCloud, and RTL. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. So, so, yeah. No, I understand why he would get nominated. I mean, he's not going to win. He probably isn't. <laughs> but going back to what I was starting with, what do y'all, what do y'all, what do you, which, which way are y'all at? Like, do you not care or do you care? Because if you don't care, these mean nothing. I don't care about the Grammys. I never watched it. I haven't cared about the Grammys since the Macklemore show happened. I don't care about any award show, really. Because I don't know if Macklemore's label is paying more than Def Jam's is for a Grammy. They might. Well, evidently they did. But because there were two Def Jam artists up there. There was... Him beating Kendrick was big to me, but... It was the overall for that category. That nigga beat Kendrick, beat Jay, he beat Drake, he beat fucking Kanye. He beat all of the heavy hitters of hip-hop. 
Like when and music for that matter. Like when Lizzo won all those awards last year, I saw, but I saw that happening. Oh yeah, they were gonna shoot Lizzo to the to the moon because the the label had put all that money into her album, and, and you, yeah, you couldn't turn on TV and watch the, her placements without, are like, crazy. Yeah, so but let me real quick. Didn't Roddy Rich win Grammys last year for this for the album he had? <sighs> let me look it up real quick because after this I'm gonna go to basketball because I just found out the uh, the lineup for Christmas. Uh, Roddy Rich. I swear he he. I think he's nominated this year. And I don't think he was. I think that was one of the things that pissed people off. Yeah, he got a Grammy last year, right? Yeah, with Nipsey Hussle. Rex in the middle. Oh, that's different then. Okay. You were thinking of the box? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I thought he he won for that. Mm-mm. Okay. Whatever mind then. Because I was trying to figure out why Grammy. He had nine Grammy nominations though. What did he win for? What did he get nominated for? I don't know, but the box. Got oh, he got nom- nominated this year, actually. He got, got some, three uh, nominations. Last year, right? No, this year. Oh, did? Okay. And it got, it got nominated. Wait, what? Okay, so he won a 2021 for... Oh, that's right. He he got nominated for that DJ Mustard song last year. Yeah. Okay, that's what I that's what I missed. That's what I forgot about. I forgot he had that big song, DJ Mustard. But, and then uh, he, won, he won for Racks in the Middle. Hold on, you say you got basketball? Uh, yeah, I got the uh, the Christmas Day slate. They just they just uh, released the tentative schedule for it. All right, give me one second there. All right, yeah, I got to piss somebody off today. And, uh, we've been here in a while, so we just want to piss somebody off. Uh, who do I want? Who do I want? You know, what? I'm taking it back. Wait, what channel is it on? They're all on different channels. Shit. All right, then. You know how to do ABC and ESPN. Okay, then. So, uh, I'm going to pick the channel that they're not on. NBC? Mm-hmm. We are 21 days away. Wait, it's on the 22nd, right? Uh, that's the beginning of the season. I'm talking about Christmas Day games. We are 24 days away. <laughs> <laughs> From not only unwrapping presents, we're watching NBA basketball. Now, is it going to be All in a bubble? Day. Uh, or are these in actual arenas? No, these are. they said they're in arenas, but no fans. So, your 12 o'clock game. Pelicans at Heat. Okay. All right. Your 2.30 game. Warriors at Bucks. Okay. All right. Now, your 5 o'clock game, which we all know is really the prime time game. It's not in prime time, but that's the, the big game of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Net Celtics. I see what they're doing there. Yeah. Your 8 o'clock game. Mavs Lakers and your ten thirty game Clippers Nuggets. I, for one, am surprised that um, they were able to keep themselves from doing Clippers Lakers because you know anytime 
that they they got a game. They 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 want those two to play each other as much as possible. I'm thinking, are the Clippers going to do opening day? I mean, they obviously got to do the ring ceremony, but they don't usually do that opening day. Sometimes they'll do that like the day after. No, the Lakers got opening day. Okay. Yeah, they're playing on the twenty second. Because there should I think be no playing, excuse for them not to play on Christmas. I think they're playing on. Like, if I have, if I know for, I a think fact, they're playing the Clippers too. I, if I know for a fact that Christmas is our day, mm-hmm. and LeBron is the face of our league, I would try my best to put LeBron on on Christmas Day. Yeah, because he's not going to play open. If he plays open tonight, he's going to play like the first half, no matter what. He's not playing the whole And game. even then, it's still the Lakers. You still have, like, yeah. like, names there that would make people tune in. Yeah, I can't remember who they play opening day or if they've announced it yet. But that's crazy. That's, that's, I mean, that, now that lineup isn't bad. Oh, no, it's not. It's, that's a good, nice, you know. They put the game that people care about but don't care about. The, they put those two games first. Like you got to be a fan of, of basketball yeah. to really watch this, which we are. But I'm just oh yeah, I'll be curious. watching all day. It's just curious <laughs> as to why they wouldn't put LeBron in any of those. Uh, maybe they're trying to give him a little bit because he's already. They just finished playing. Because you can't you can't throw the back to back thing up there because you'd play back to back games during the regular season. Yeah, maybe they're trying to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Because remember, our eight o'clock game is their actual five o'clock game. In LA, it's five. Maybe you told Adam Silver and them he he wants to sit at home for Christmas. He can do that, you know. Which I mean, we would have chance. We were going to have a home game at Christmas. We're the Lakers. We're going to have the home game on Christmas anyway, for the most part. He probably didn't even want to do that. He probably just wanted. To no, they didn't home. want. They didn't want to come back to play till January. <laughs> then maybe that might be the reason. Yeah, that's probably some of the like. Like they probably gonna rest LeBron until. Oh yeah, he's gonna be him and AD are on the load restriction for at least the first two months of the year. And I don't <laughs> think it, I, I think it still won't matter. We haven't done game picks in a while. We probably won't do that till Thursday. But I mean, no reason to pick tomorrow. We already told us. We already said who we thought gonna win. Yeah. And then watch them fuck around and actually win the game. I'm talking about the Ravens. Yeah. That's how our picks been going lately. Well, you can follow the show at This Ain't a Pod on Instagram. And the Facebook will be up in 2021. You can follow my <laughs> my Steve Khalid. That's a law, that's a law, a broad wind. That's a let's listen. <laughs> it'll be up sometime. You know what? It'll be up when we get another stimulus package. Lord Jesus. You can follow my esteemed colleague at exhibit underscore D-E-E on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Well Damn Spratt on Instagram and Twitter. We will be back on Thursday at 8 p.m. I promise. Or we could just wait to the next stimulus package. Guys, if you believe, <laughs> if you believe he going to be on time to put this episode up on Thursday, <laughs> you're going to look just as dumb as I do. <laughs> he going to be here. The time he say he'll be here. Oh, boy. It's not happening. That should it'll be it'll it'll we be up be, Thursday night sometime. We we gonna be here, man. We gonna hit we gonna hit we gonna hit your phone like that twelve hundred did a few months ago. We we'll be up sometime Thursday night. It's gonna it's gonna God hit. Willing. You'll be like, damn, they 
Oh shit, they drop. God God will it. God. It's gonna be like a Beyonce surprise album. Listen, guys, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll record I'll, I'll be here. I don't know if I'm gonna record. I'll just be here. Listen. I'll get we gonna get shit recorded. Now whether what time this shit hits the streets, eh, that's 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 anybody's guess. I tried to get Alana to get a picture of uh, Shantae Moore for the shit. Oh my god! But she she she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, why not? Oh. And I sent her some ideas while we were talking uh, about music and everything. And uh, yeah, she didn't like any of those. But I'm just gonna keep those in my hidden file. Leave <laughs> uh, for me later. All right, I'm good. I'm done. I'll see y'all on Thursday. I'm done. Goodbye.